Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're about to see the Gospel of Matthew's account of the origins of communion. Here's Matthew 26, 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Let's pause at this juncture and let's talk about this text. He has just given communion. This coincides with the other gospel accounts. He has just given the church an incredible gift. He has just pivoted the Old Testament Passover meal into its New Testament iteration. So here we are with one of the ordinances. The ordinances today are baptism, communion, uh, arguably fasting, and ordination, of course, prayer. You know, you could also make the case for preaching. But this is, this is something so pivotal that it would be written about numerous times. Go see our previous studies on 1 Corinthians uh, for instructions for how we observe this. We also have a series called The Sacred Acts. And the curriculum for that is all free, by the way. Just go get it from jessecumbleministries.com for a primer and a study on how this works and how, how we observe this. In this text, we've also borne controversy as a church. When you give us something tangible that we observe with our hands and that we could see with our eyes, that we could, that we could hold, uh, we're prone to acts of idolatry. And so the church has experienced great controversy. People have lost their lives over misunderstandings of this text. And people have lost their lives because they rightly interpreted this text, but they were put to death by people who did not. And in it, it, it we're actually supposed to have a unity. In fact, have you ever seen the word unity within communion? Communion, like co as in together, and then union right there is in the word. Yet this is a divisive issue, ironically. And that comes when people read things into the text that are not there. These were Jewish men, and they all grew up understanding Deuteronomy 12, 23 through 35. Okay, here's Deuteronomy 12, 23 through, excuse me, 25. But don't eat the blood, since the blood is the life, and you must not eat the life with the meat. Don't eat blood. Pour it on the ground like water. Don't, do not eat it so that you and your children after you will prosper because you will be doing what is right in the Lord's sight. That's Deuteronomy 12, 23 through 25. They would have known this. So I do not believe that Jesus, Jesus's flesh is literally what we eat when we eat the unleavened bread. I do not believe that it is literally Jesus's blood that we drink when we drink the Welch's grape juice or the wine of communion clear that this represents teaching. When he, Jesus said that he is the door, when he is the bread of life, when he says that he is the living water, he's speaking metaphorically. When Jesus told us to cut our, uh, you know, uh, cut off our limbs that cause us to stumble, he's clearly 
telling us to cut things out of our lives that cause us to sin. And he's using brutal, drastic language, and we're still talking about it today. Jesus is not literally eaten in communion. I find it so ironic because at, at what I refer to as the zombie discourse, that's what he was using to actually test the faith of the crowd that was around him. When he told them, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood or you have no part of me. He did this to thin out the crowd. Everybody was following around because he, he you know, he's this guy who miraculously makes free food. Let's make him our king. And then he tells them, you got to eat me. And they say, this is a difficult teaching. Who can accept it? The only ones who stick around are the disciples. And Peter speaks up on behalf of the group. By the way, that includes Judas. See yesterday's devotion, who's just betrayed Jesus. And we know in, in John's Gospels chronology, uh, he, he's going he's to go uh, bring soldiers to arrest Jesus. Only the disciples stuck around. And only the disciples experienced this moment of actual clarity. He's using the elements of the Passover meal and saying, this is my body. When he says this, he's talking about the unleavened bread. It was eaten in a hurry on the run by a people who are now in Exodus. Unleavened for multiple reasons. One, we see the leaven actually equated with the Pharisees. We also see leaven used to describe the kingdom of God later as a good thing. But the majority of the time it describes the, the legalism of the Pharisees, something that's still alive today. The bitter herbs they would eat would cause them to remember the bitterness of their exodus. The wine that they would drink, they drank in hope for the coming Messiah. And now we drink it in remembrance. What was an anticipatory drink, the Seder meal, now is drank in remembrance of Christ. We have this in common then with our Old Testament brothers and sisters. They drank and ate in anticipation. We drink and we eat in remembrance. When, uh, when we do this, it's a, a commemoration of the blood of the covenant. The blood of the covenant. It's a costly covenant. The full brutality of the wrath of God is poured out on Jesus. And there's incredible dread here. Why would Jesus dread what was to come? Why would Jesus, who had performed miracles and who has perfect knowledge with the Father, why would he dread what was to come? It's because that is the tremendous weight of the sin. This, this is a covenant that is paid for in blood. In verse 28, he says that it's poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. That's Matthew 26, 29. That adds a whole other element to what we observe as communion today. What the Old Testament believers did was in commemoration of the Passover, whereby the firstborn sons of the house of Israel were passed over. The firstborn sons of the Egyptian households all died. But the Passover commemorates the blood of the lamb smeared over the doorpost, whereby the wrath of God would pass over the houses of the Israelites, leading to the Exodus. Uh, not without one last effort by Pharaoh to try to bring the Israelites back, but they commemorated the Passover and they anticipated the Messiah. We likewise remember the Messiah, and then because of Matthew 26, 29, we anticipate a coming heaven, heavenly feast. Food is a big deal to God. It's commemorated with, uh, with food, you know, with the eating of unleavened bread, the drinking of wine. 
And it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's something that we will do with him. Right now we drink, drink and we eat in remembrance of Jesus, but one day, according to Matthew 26, 29, we will eat, we will drink with Jesus. This is an incredible, incredible thing, and it, it can transform communion if you've never experienced that before. Again, I advise you, though, go, go through our, our study of, of 1 Corinthians, particularly in like chapter 6 and 11, you can see some instructions for communion, because if you observe communion in an unworthy manner, you actually eat and drink judgment on yourself. So be advised, go through our study of 1 Corinthians, uh, or go through our series, The Sacred Acts, and then um, and, and brush up because there's deep theology here. For our purposes in studying the narrative of the Gospel of Matthew, though, verse 30 sets us up for tomorrow's devotion. After singing a hymn, man, I wonder what's, what hymn they sang. No, it's not in the hymnal. That hymnal wouldn't be written for another like 1,600 years after this. All right, so don't be legalistic about hymns. This hymn sounded something more akin to the soundtrack of the Fiddler on the Roof. They went out to the Mount of Olives. That's the setting for tomorrow's devotion.